0: Welcome to California Ballot Breakdown from KPFA.
1: Coming up... I am an affirmative action baby.
2: I'm saying that they that, that compared to Asian students, they don't study uh, as often.
0: This is basically racist lies. Affirmative action is back on the ballot, 25 years after California voters banned it. We'll have a special report from Ariel Boone. California is one of only 10 states that ban affirmative action. The ban is written into our Constitution and it was put there 24 years ago by the voters of this state during a period when backlash politics were on the rise. Almost a quarter century later, voters are getting their first crack at repealing that ban. Ariel Boone has this special report on how we got here.
3: Affirmative action was a response to the civil rights movement. It means an institution considers race and sex to include categories of people they've excluded in the past. People like Sharon Elise.
1: I'm a professor of sociology at California State University San Marcos and I also serve in the California Faculty Association. I am an affirmative action baby.
3: Sharon received a scholarship from a private college to attend as a black student. Afterward, she attended UC San Diego, where there was also programming to support black students, including tutoring and social support. Then she was hired to teach.
1: I first started off at Fresno And definitely I was an affirmative action hire, you know. And what that meant is you're still very outnumbered. You're one or two people of color in a program that was beginning to diversify against the sea of whiteness that had been its historical legacy.
3: That sea of whiteness came roaring back. The year was 1996, California conservatives ran an initiative to end affirmative action in government contracting and at public universities and colleges, Proposition 209. They framed it as a ban on discrimination and racial preferences. Here's then-Governor Pete Wilson when he was running for the Republican presidential nomination. Today, affirmative action preferences are quotas based on race and gender. They
2: are inescapably unfair.
3: Republicans were turning to affirmative action as a wedge issue. They wanted to split white voters from the Democratic Party, using the language of anti-discrimination. Wilson lost the nomination, but the person who won, Bob Dole, started stumping for Prop 209 himself. It seems to me that we ought to support the California Civil Rights Initiative. It ought to be not based on gender or ethnicity or color. Dole lost the presidential race, but Prop 209 passed. Suddenly, every public university and college in California had to terminate its programs for recruiting and supporting faculty and students of color. Again, Sharon Elise.
1: this stuff just disappeared overnight, practically. And I will tell you, in practice, it meant there were years that I was the only black woman uh, tenure track faculty member on my campus,
3: years. Students stepped in to try to recreate these support programs in their spare time, unpaid. Meanwhile, UC Berkeley's admission rate for African-American students dropped from 50 percent to 15 percent.
1: Without saying, you know, you must look really hard at these people and do what you can to create pathways for them, it's not going to happen. And it does not happen. You know, when we say we needed affirmative action as a tool to fight discrimination, it's a fact. Because without it, we see the result.
3: California voters are now deciding whether to repeal Proposition 209 and strike the ban on affirmative action from the state constitution. That's what Prop 16 does. The challenge for Prop 16 supporters is that their opponents use the language of anti-discrimination.
2: I'm Gail Harriet. I'm a professor of law at the University of San Diego. There have been many times in history where the United States of America um, has engaged in racial discrimination for reasons that were thought to be good and sufficient at the time. And almost always
3: um, we have come to regret that kind of decision. Harriet is co-chair of the No on Prop 16 campaign, and she was involved in passing Prop 209. She says underrepresented students who would benefit from affirmative action are better off going to less competitive schools. Almost
2: 100% of the students who are, are getting that, that preferential treatment, they're gonna get grades that are low. Um, and that's not doing them a favor. They're much better off going to the school where their grades will be high. When students go to a school where their grades are high, they're more likely to go on to graduate school, they're more likely to become lawyers, they're more likely to become doctors, they're more likely to become scientists and engineers. A
3: 2020 economic impact study by the UC Office of the President showed the opposite. Prop 209 didn't just push students of color off the most competitive campuses, it pushed them out of the UC system as a whole. System-wide, Black, Latino, and Native American student enrollment fell 12% in the UC system after 209. Applicants in the years after it took effect earned, on average, 5% lower wages from the ages of 23 to 35. The number of Black or Latino students who became high earners fell. And the study also showed the grades of students of color actually suffered in the sciences, engineering, and math after 209. Harriet also cited Brookings research, saying Black students don't study as much as Asian-American students.
2: I'm saying that, they, that, that compared to Asian students, they don't study uh, as often. Uh, is that likely to affect grades? Well,
3: you think about that.
2: This is basically racist lies.
3: This is Vincent Pan, a co-chair of the Yes on 16 campaign and a director of Chinese for Affirmative Action.
2: In some cases, you do have real disadvantages for students of color in terms of what classes are even offered at their schools. When you have a GPA system, for example, the rates of advanced placement courses higher, but you don't have equal access to advanced placement courses. You know, you do have these built-in systemic uh, disadvantages facing students of color, including African Americans. But, you know, when they talk about, well, this group doesn't, you know, study as hard or are not as qualified then you really start to see their true colors.
4: I know how it feels like to be not represented.
3: Jose Lopez is external vice president of student government at UC Merced.
4: There's only been one professor I really connected with and it's a professor who, you know, he's who's also Latino, who's also first generation.
3: Over half of California K through 12 students are Latino. But as of 2018, Latinos made up just 12% of tenured faculty at the UCs, the CSU campuses, and community colleges.
4: So as a first-generation Latino student from a low-income household, it was always very very difficult for me to access higher education. Um, For example, when I was a senior in high school, I had no idea about the ACT that I had to take in order to enroll in higher education. So I kind of had to wing it, and I had no practice, I had no study, and I feel like it's different for other communities who have those resources compared to us, and I feel like that would greatly change the representation in higher education if students had more access to these type of resources with affirmative action.
3: When California's original ban on affirmative action was on the ballot, students like Jose and professors like Sharon Elise were protesting on almost every campus in the state. They lost, but the fight politicized a generation schools went online during COVID, and campus rallies are harder to plan. So Jose Lopez and his fellow students are organizing for Prop 16, mostly by texting and phone banking other students to get out the vote. From KPFA in Berkeley on the elections beat, I'm Ariel Boone.
0: I'm going to close that one out with a quote from the legal scholar and philosopher Kimberly Crenshaw from an essay she published about a year after the passage of Prop 209 you want to look it up the essay is entitled colorblind dreams and racial nightmares. Here's the quote, treating different things. The same can generate as much inequality as treating the same things differently. That does it for today's California Ballot Breakdown. We are most of our election segments live as part of our morning show on KPFA up front. We start broadcasting at 7 a.m., but we're also taking every election segment we produce, some of them before we even put them on the air, and putting them in this podcast. To subscribe, just go to kpfa.org and look for California Ballot Breakdown. Good luck with your ballot package. And remember, in California, your vote has even more impact down the ballot.